Hey, Paul. Hey, Fab. How's it going? Good, you? Good, good. All right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say more than that. You usually say more than that. Um, oh, I, I can say more. How are you feeling now that you have COVID? <laughs> I'm actually, um, I'm pretty fortunate. It, it's not so bad. I, I yeah, admit. you're on the uphill. So. What's that say? I said on the uphill. So we forgive you for wearing a hoodie. No, no, I always wear a hoodie. It's my thing now. <laughs> oh, do you? Um, right. Yeah, I mean, obviously not in the summer, but it's freezing today. Um, what did I want to say? Uh, <laughs> I do lose my track. Of my my <laughs> blah blah. blah. <laughs> you you want me to you want me to start it off? Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. Okay. So Fab's not drunk, he has COVID and he's on medication. So if he's a little wonky, we know why. <laughs> uh, but it's a really interesting subject today. It's how to manage sales reps during tough times. And yeah, and actually I'll, I'll chime in there. And I think the kind of the idea for that show um, came from not directly from clients that I'm working with, but it's obviously a tough time in, in certain industries where right? a lot of startups uh, especially in particular are, are letting go uh, a lot of people, but salespeople as well. A lot of people like grew too fast and now that, you know, there's some uncertain times because of inflation and where the economy might be heading and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people are being let go, uh, but then reps that are staying, you know, obviously have to keep things going. So I just, you know, notice that it's, it's relatively a tough environment for a lot of people out there. And so, um, you know, we've had conversations in the past about <laughs> tough times when COVID first hit and stuff like that. So I'm sure some of the themes will come up for, um, and we have a few new listeners since. So um, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about that again. I, I and I, I think it is important to talk about it, and you know, not to be too Machiavellian, but the first thing I think you need to do when you go through tough times is establish what your goals are for the next six to 12 months. And then look at your um, team, look at your resources and decide what it is you expect from them and what size team you need, right? Uh, mm -hmm. To be realistic. So, you know, if you've got a team of 20 salespeople and you think the next year is going to be really tough, and you've been hit really hard, let's say you're in an industry like a SaaS industry that's just been disseminated, well, you've got to be realistic, right? Um, yeah. But you also, you have to think about what's going to happen after the tough time. The tough time won't go forever. So, you know, but that's, a, that's, the, first, that's the first part. And when I say you need to do an analysis there, you've got to be very, I think you have to do a real calculation, uh, dollars and cents, uh, expectations, actions, who you're trying to go after, like create a real action plan and then see how your team is built and, and what to do at that level. So before you manage anything, before you make any decision, you know, you've, you've got to do a calculated uh, estimate of how it is you're going to deal with this. If you're the mm -hmm. kind of company that really, you know, and I, I, I applaud these people. If you're the kind of company that says, okay, we're going to support these people. It's a tough time. We're going to all tighten our belts. And we're going to restructure the way we do things without letting people go. That's that's great. 
and then maybe you change expectations. You might have to change your remuneration package, but you've got to be very, I believe, transparent and clear and what the expectations are and what you need to do before you even manage the team. So I'm talking at a higher level, at a strategic level. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people don't do that well. Uh, well, it's hard, it, right? It, like it's it's not an easy task to do, right? It's not, one is to accept that you're might, because there's always a concern, like, are we really heading? Like, is it just a tough few weeks, months? but we'll be okay by, by, you know, November. And then you don't want to like switch around things too much. Um, so it's not, and usually it's always like after the fact, right? Like hindsight's always 2020, like, oh, we should have, you know, because it was, the writing was on the wall, but you know, when you're in that moment, you're kind of hoping on, holding on to that hope that, you know, it's, it's, it's fleeting. I mean, even if I remember if we go back to the first COVID, like I was like, it's just going to be a few weeks, right? Like it's not going to be a big deal. Um, you kind of hold on to that hope uh, that things will be okay. Yeah, and 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 it, they were okay for two years, right? If if anything, it gave in, in certain in certain markets, it gave a boost to the economy, right? So, yeah, of course, um, that's true. you know, until the you know until the shortage operationally hit uh, a lot of manufacturing sectors. But so all that to say that you know, look at your industry, look at realistically what it means post COVID in in this you know recession time. What are your true expectations? And then look at your team and see what you expect from your team and what you want to give to your team. Because it's not just what can they give me, but what do I want to give them? How how loyal can I be or do I want to be in these times? Mm -hmm. and, and that's a question you have to ask yourself. But you've got to be you got to be pragmatic in the way you're going to deal with this. You know, it can't just be, well, I'll see. And then you've got to look, do look at the data, calculate the data, look, you know, um, see how the data affects your reality and then move forward. But yeah. So strategically speaking, so let's say you've done all that and you've decided, okay, I've, I've, I'm keeping the team, but then you also have to manage the team through these difficult times. And, you know, we've talked about this in the past, but if you know the actions your team needs to do and you know what they're, they're you know, you're, you're showing them the proper methodology and you know, have a good idea of what the external forces are, how they're going to affect this, then you might have an idea of the results and mm -hmm. you've got to be realistic in those results, but you've got to really focus on when you're managing the team, what are the actions that you expect them to do in these tough times and how do we readjust our methodology? Right? So mm -hmm. if, if you're a consultative sales team that goes after a certain industry, but because they've been disseminated post COVID, you might change industries. Well, that's, that's, it's a different strategy and you might have a different methodology there because, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure we've talked about this in the past, but you've got three elements to, to sales and anything really. You've got the actions you're doing, like how often you make your calls, how often you write your emails, how often you meet your clients, and then what you say when you're actually in front of them. Mm -hmm. And then how the external forces affect that. Well, right now what we're saying tough times is the external forces are having a negative effect on sales. Well, how do you readjust when that's happening? Do you, you know, maybe instead of making 10 cold calls to close one deal, now you've got to make 20 cold calls to close one deal. Well, then you've got to talk about that with your team. You've got to strategize on that. You've got to have an action plan. It's sort of like if it's raining one morning, will you wear your raincoat? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you can go out in the rain with your T-shirt on. You'll get all wet. And if that's okay, you're, you're taking that risk. 
But, you know, if you need to work outside for eight hours and it's cold and rainy, well, you have to put your raincoat out on and figure out how you're going to work in the rain. That's that's a little bit what we're saying here. The external forces, which you don't control, the economy, are having uh, an effect of making your sales team have a tougher time. Well, first of all, how, what, how many of those how many of that team do I keep? And then what are the actions that I'm going to expect of them? And you, you need to be methodical there. Say, okay, this is the size of the team. This is how it's going to work. You create an action plan, make them part of it. And then you say, well, these are the realistic results. You know, don't stick your head in the sand like a lot of people do. Just say, oh, you know, I stick my head in the sand till you know, I don't have a choice but to fire everyone, um, <laughs> you know, or hopefully it'll come around. You know, being hopeful or hoping things change is kind of silly. You've got a plan for how you're going to do things. Anyways, I've been talking a lot. Sorry. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, obviously, obviously that, that resonates. That makes sense. You know, I think, um, you know, the more you can plan for it and adjust and keep it realistic, obviously, you know, if you've been investing in, in getting good data out of your CRM, like beforehand, it's easier to see, like, you know, even catch trends early on, right? Like, well, I used to take, you know, 15 touch points to get like a discovery call. And then all of a sudden you're starting to realize like, oh, last week it was 17, you know, was that and then the week after like 20 and then like, okay, there's something. So then you can start readjusting like, okay, well, if we need to do now like 30 touch points, like, is that doable? Like, is that, is that realistic? And then, you know, obviously if you don't have that data available, like I think you have to maybe be a bit more uh, intuitive about things. I, I like your word you said about like, you know, making reps part of it. I think it's important that there's an ownership component to that as well. And nobody likes just being told things, you know, like it's, it's, that's important. I think more on, on, um, but what I feel too is that, and it's part of sales, but it's maybe more operational as well is that, you know, look at how your process is being run right now. Right. Like I think a lot of people overestimate how, you know, simplicity, will help your sales, right? Like when, when sales are becoming harder, if you're looking at your process and then like, okay, well then step one, the rep has to get you to fill like a 65 page document that like the specs out all the things. And then you have to do that. And then you have to wait for so-and-so to come back into approve, right? Like, like that's a lot of steps and delays that can derail a sales process. Um, especially when times are more difficult, right? Cause it's so much easier for a prospect to say like, Oh, my budget got cut, you know, like, and stuff like that. So I think it's also important to, when you're talking about the strategy is like, yes, review the actions that you need to take and, uh, and you know, review the targets, right. Cause they're probably not going to be the same than what they were when things were well, but also look at how things are being run internally. Like, I think it's a great time to start simplifying things. Do we really need to do things this way? Do we really, you know, why is our bottleneck here? Like, why does it take so long uh, for deals to go from, you know, stage four to stage five, you know, like why, why is there a three week delay there on average, right? What's going on during this stage? Uh, where are we losing deals? Oh, we tend to be losing deals at stage six. Like what's happening at stage six, you know, are we, and I think again, like, and I'm repeating myself, but I think people really underestimate how simplicity impacts sales at the end of the day, right? Like they're I, very I, I comfortable totally with complex sales. Yeah, like not complex because it's a complicated sales, like you're selling a plane or something like that, but complicated because your internal processes are complicated. I totally 
agree with you, Fab. You know, you need to simplify and look at the the actions and the technology and how it's adjusted. So, like you just said, and I like that. So, in your strategy, let's look at how it affects the actions you need to do. So, you're looking at your sales process, and if there's, like you said, uh, you know, a stall somewhere in stage six, well, what's happening in stage six? What can we change to make that better, right? And in mm -hmm. tough times, well, maybe that stage is, you know, that's where the whole length of the sales cycle is happening. You know, we did our, right. our proposal and then we sit on our butts and then nothing comes back. We used to get people, you know, 10% of the people used to come back and say yes. Now only 3% of the people are coming back and say yes. Well, what's going on, right? So in your strategy, you're analyzing the actions you need to do. But maybe in analyzing that, maybe it's just a new reality. Now, instead of being a 10% close, it can be 3% close. Well, what do you got to do? Increase the actions. Mm -hmm. you know, do, do more of the actions and maybe tweak the methodology. So you're, you're the external forces, you know, the economy, the market, that's, that's affecting your strategy and your strategy when it comes to salespeople is action and methodology. So mm -hmm. your sales process is what methodology you're applying in an actionable way at different stages. So your methodology, which is, let's say, consultative sales, exists in your sales process, which exists in your CRM, and that's driving the actions you need to do. And then you're tweaking it to be as efficient as possible, but you're also realizing that those external forces will have a uh, defining uh, effect on different stages because mm -hmm. if the economy shit... <laughs> and people are buying less of your SaaS, and like I just said, 10% close rate goes down to 3% close rate, well, you might be doing everything right, but that's the reality. Well, then mm -hmm. you need to decide, hey, darn, do I need my salespeople to do different actions? Do I need to do them to do more of these actions? You might need a bigger sales force. You might need to go see, you might need to go see the head office and say, hey, look, instead of putting you know, 5% in sales, we need to be putting 7% in sales to keep the flow going. Yeah, the bottom line will be different, but a lot of people have the instinct of saying, oh, times are tough, we're just gonna reduce staff everywhere. Well, maybe it's the time to increase your, your staff in sales because that'll help you out eventually. So you need to look at this. But or if you data and it's all intuitive. Yeah, yeah. and you're completely right about the staff thing. I mean, it's, it's maybe the time to invest in more marketing. You know, we have Alyssa, uh, that comes our comes uh, to visit us once a month, and it's like a, she talks about marketing. But you know, it might be a time to actually double down in marketing. When, while others are cutting budget, you spend more time being out there, so that when things pick up again, or even today, you're more top of mind, and yeah. people reach out to you. Or or maybe it's time to increase your customer service, right? Like because your customers are hurting too, and maybe having more people to help them serve, to help serve them is a good thing for you. If you know that your competitors are letting go customer service teams, maybe it's time to like beef up that part of the company as well. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be a strange analogy, but I'll put it out there anyways. Uh -huh. Imagine the beginning of summer when there's a nice, or even in spring, like, so today it's about, you know, 55 or 60 degrees Fahrenheit out there. If it was spring, everyone would be outside. <laughs> You know, we'd all be in our shorts, you know, uh, you know, in Montreal, it's, 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 it's warm in the spring, you know, when you have like 15, 16 degrees Celsius. So, but at the end of the summer like this, it's like everyone's inside wearing their sweaters. Well, 
it's perspective, right? So maybe in that market, which is like the end of summer where things look like it's bleak when it's cold, but maybe that's an opportunity for you. And like you just said, maybe it's a time to increase your marketing, increase your efforts, but you need to have data to look at how you're going to do that intelligently and what, what expectations you have back from that. So mm -hmm. what am I going to do? How am I going to tweak my sales process? Um, what's, what stages are going to look like? What are my expectations of my team? Um, and, and maybe I'm changing the way things are done to create more efficiency to, like you said, take advantage of these crappy times to go and get a larger market share, which is going to help me in the long term. You know, mm -hmm. if, if we take, if you take, if you take the thirties as an example, where at the beginning of the depression, you had a hundred car manufacturers in the States. And at the end of the depression, you had like four or five. Well, mm -hmm. a lot of people just gave up and said, you know, but a lot of people said, we're going to keep to it. The GMs, the Chryslers, the Fords of this world, we're going to keep to it. They didn't have a great time, but they, they managed to, to slug through it and keep, keep it going. And at the end, well, they became the big three. Mm -hmm. right? So, that was good. I, you know, admittedly at the end of the thirties, you had world war two. <laughs> they basically were given cash to make the, uh, the war machine, but they stuck to it. Right. So maybe it's the same thing for you. Like instead of pulling back and sitting on your millions of dollars that you have in this cash flow, say, well, how can we invest? How can we, what can we ask our salespeople to do to get out there? And tactically speaking, what that means is your sales managers, are now making sure that they're tweaking the actions to re represent what's going to best uh, help the company and the team have success. Um, you know, and, and how do you manage them? You're open to them. You're honest with them. You look at it with them. You look at the data and you're as realistic as possible. Now, if you're really having a tough time, if it's like, there's just no more money, then you've got to be honest and say, look, it's so tough. We have to minimize. We have to go on, on, you know, we have to go on, um, uh, what do you call it? Life support for a year. So we're going to reduce the staff, you know, by half. And then when things pick up again, you know, but that's super dire, but it depends on your company. It depends on your cash flow. It depends on the coffers, you know, how much money you have set aside. So there's not one solution for everyone, but you definitely have to look at the data and be realistic. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of a high level conversation, but I think yeah, of course, because you know there's a lot of moving parts in there. But let's let's bring it back to to sales specifically a bit. I think you know we touched on a few things that were really, like so far. We touched on two pillars. The way I see it is like we touched on the review your activities and your your goals or KPIs, right? Because those will for sure change. There's review your processes, your methodologies. Like, is there a way of simplifying how things are done, right? Because you, the, the theory is like the more complexity you add, the more deals you'll lose, which, and each deal is much more important during a tough time. I think the, the, the big last pillar is that we've touched on, but didn't really mention flat out is, is the people, right? I think there's maybe more effort involved on the leader from the leadership team to talk to their reps like i know especially in sales i think maybe in other departments is it's maybe different i, might, I could be wrong but you know like sales often have this image of this, this big bravado like big you know big talks like big outgoing personalities right and and so that gets mixed in they're like ah they're fine 
right? But the reality is like when things are tough and there's, you know, their partner loses their job or, or whatever, it's, it's hard for everybody. And there are some elements in there that um, I think managers or leaders, you know, because managers also need their leaders to check in on them is um, like what's going on with them. Like, what does this really mean for them on a one-on-one? And, you know, you don't want to pride or you don't want to pry or, or be intrusive or anything. But I think like checking in on your employees on a human basis is going to be crucial. Well, and that's totally exactly actions methodology. And then you want to understand what you're talking about is their motivation, that individual's um, solidity in, in the state of, in the state of mind they're in. So are they totally stressed out? Are they, you know, are they resilient? How do I make sure that they keep their motivation, right? How do I, make sure that they keep moving forward well if you understand your team's motivation and you have their back and you are going to do everything to help them out and they feel at least secure enough that you're doing everything to help them out and that they feel that you understand them then it'll be a lot easier for you to ask uh for more actions in a certain way or to tweak the actions and maybe to tweak the methodology because they trust you right mm-hmm. you, you, you can't afford you can't affect you can't really affect the external forces like the economy, what's going on. But if you know your team, if you understand their motivation, if you've looked at the strategy, if they feel you have their back and then you're, you're saying, well, let's look at how we can better, you know, have a better action plan and have a better approach to, you know, make our sales process as efficient as possible. They feel you have your back. You'll get the most out of them and you'll get the most out of this hurtful economy, you know? Mm-hmm. And it'll help you for good times because if you do that in bad times and you have managed to have a certain amount of success, you're just going to, you know, when the good times come in and the air clears out and the fog lifts, they're just going to, you know, be the best team to to approach that. And they're going to say, hey, my company, my management had my back. They understood my motivation. They asked me a little bit more of me. And now, you know, I'm I'm being rewarded by these good times, which are going to take off. Because after yeah. bad times, there's always good times. Yeah, yeah. You know, good, I times times, good times, bad times. I mean, it's 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 what happens. It's. it's I remember one happens. of the first interviews we did was with uh, Lindsay from I forget the name of his company though. I know you know him uh, really yeah. well, but he was explaining like it was more on a prospecting level, more than like a big macroeconomic level. Yeah. But um, he, he would say like, "There's rarely two bad days in a row, right?" So obviously, on a macroeconomic, it's it's more than a couple, it's more than a few days, but you know, it, it, it will always come back up again. Yeah. It, it does feel yeah. scary. Uh, and it, and you do tend to focus on the negative of the moment, which is normal. It's, it's, it's normal human behavior, but you know, things will get better, right? Like it, it, it just do. could take a few months yeah. or years, who knows, but yeah. The biggest problem with the hard economic times is how the leadership and the company sees its outcome and if they don't have trust in their team and they don't have trust in their product well they're going to go into panic mode and yeah. they're going to, the executives are going to stick money in their pockets and go hide under a rock they're going to go into ostrich mode and then you've yeah. got companies like ford and gm say no we're going to spend this is an opportunity so yeah as a leader as the owner as a leadership of a company you have to decide on that strategy and if you go into ostrich mode well you're going to cut people and you're going to reduce staff and you're going to go into hibernation mode you're going to you know you're going to cut your staff by half and the other half are just going to sit there and wait out the storm and that's okay. But you know, you're not going to come out the leader at the other end. You know? No. Um, so what you do in tough times 
will greatly affect probably is a good indicator of what you're really made of. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was a tough one. That was, I mean, that was <laughs> a hard one. Let's uh, let's end on that. That was that, that was a good conclusion. <laughs> All right, perfect. All right, hey, you did Paul. pretty well for a COVID guy. You didn't fall over. No, like I said, you're it wasn't tough. So bad. You're I'm, tough. No, I was. It was just pretty lucky, honestly. It wasn't that bad at all. Uh, okay. It's more like roller coaster ups and downs, but you know, okay. some harder moments, some easier moments. But yeah. All right, Paul. Thank you so much. See Jeff, everybody bye. next week. See you next Bye-bye. week.